Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Nova podcast. My name is Ailish and I am the Nova Coach. I just want to give you a huge heartfelt thank you before we go into today's episode. Thank you so much for choosing my podcast to listen to today. I greatly appreciate how important time is in our lives and it really is our most precious commodity in life. So thank you for spending your time with me today. I hope you get some insight from today's guest. I hope you get some takeaways and I hope it brings positive impact into your life. Up until this point, I've been pretty woeful at asking for reviews and feedback. So if this podcast episode has brought a smile to your face or it may have been a catalyst for bringing positive change into your life or you may have recommended this podcast to a family member or friend, then please give it a five star review. If you go to the main podcast title page on Spotify, you'll see you can give the five star review at the top left corner. Or you can do the same thing by giving it a review and a comment on Apple Podcasts. If you are listening, take a screenshot, share it to your stories and do tag me. I would love to know what you think of these episodes. If your pages are private on Instagram, I will not see the tag. So just send me a DM on the Instagram page at the Nova Coach and I will see your feedback through the message. Thank you again for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. of Let's Talk Nova. My name is Ailish, the Nova Coach, and I am joined here by Alia Raja. Alia is a personal and professional development coach specializing in confidence and self-esteem for professionals and entrepreneurs. Alia is originally from the UK and now living in Dubai. She has an undergraduate degree in biomedical science and a master's in public health from King's College London but decided to leave her public health career behind and start her own coaching business four years ago. She offers one-to-one and group coaching to her clients, is a speaker, a trainer, and the host of the Women Who Flourish podcast. Alia also runs empowerment events for women across Dubai, Abu Dhabi, and London, as she has a passion for bringing like-minded individuals together to support each other on their journey of personal growth. With that said, welcome Alia to the podcast. Hello, Eilish. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, it is a pleasure to have you on. And with us knowing each other for so long, it's about time I had you on. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Yeah, me too. We were saying it's been four years now. I moved here four years ago and I think I met you pretty much, I think, within the first month of being here. So I can't believe how much time has flown by. Yeah, you can, if you want, you can share how we cross paths so people will get an insight. I think it was on Instagram, wasn't it? I think, yeah, I think um, we connected on Instagram and we were like, hey, you seem cool. (laughs) You know, we seem like we have synergy and similar interests. You know, we're both in, I was in Abu Dhabi at the time. I was originally living in Abu Dhabi before moving to Dubai. And we were like, hey, let's meet up. So we met up, didn't we, at third place, had a chat. I think we were probably talking for about three hours, probably even more. And um, yeah, and then the rest is history. Oh, and I remember it so well when I first met you. And it was so, because I had just started Nova Coach then. And I remember, um, at, like, yeah, we were messaging on uh, Instagram and we're like, okay, we have to meet up. We have to have coffee. And yeah, we were there. God, we were there for like three, four hours chatting yeah. our whole lives. Yeah. <laughs> We won't, we won't, hopefully we won't take too much, take the same amount of time in the episode today. <laughs> then we're going to keep it to a shorter time. We'll have, we'll have four part episodes. <laughs> yeah, I'm up for that. <laughs> um, but no, and even we were just chatting about how we had done a, a lockdown live on Instagram together. Yeah, we did. We did. Oh gosh, those times. I feel like those times are like a blur really, aren't they? You know, Um that was yeah. two years ago. It would have been probably two years ago this month, actually. It would have been April, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's like March, April. Yeah, because I remember, yeah, during Ramadan then, we were 
completely in lockdown. So, but I like how we made the most of it. I think you and I both very much like transitioned online, even more so doing a lot of lives, you know, a lot of videos, a lot of content, uh, a lot of reaching people on, on this platform. So yeah, I think, um, yeah, it was a good time. I think, well, good. I say good time. <laughs> um, well, I think, I don't know, I say that, but I, you know, it's like, oh, lockdown, but I look back at my journal in lockdown and I realized actually it didn't seem that bad. I feel like I kept myself quite busy and I did a lot of things. So, but yeah, I feel like we're going off track now. <laughs> no, no, it's all relevant. And no, I, I hear you. Like you, you kind of are forced to keep yourself busy, you know, and find things to do when, when the world shut down. It was, it was, yeah, it was quite dramatic. Wasn't that what happened? Yeah. But glad we're in a better place now. Yeah, definitely. And let me say also Ramadan Kareem, Alia, and all our listeners. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. You are a confidence coach, Alia, and no better woman than yourself to come to speak about confidence. So firstly, what is it that brought you on this journey of becoming a confidence coach? Sure. Well, Honestly, this is something I, I kind of stumbled across in a way. It was never like my plan to say, right, I'm going to start my own business as a coach, specialize in confidence. You know, for me, it was very much like, you know, went to school, you know, went to uni, um, started my, my career. And for me, it's kind of my story of, you know, I, at age 24, I really did land my ideal role. Like I had my dream job at age 24 as a senior role within my team, uh, within the organization. Uh, this was at Public Health England. And, you know, it's kind of that situation where I was like, wow, you know, this is what I studied and this is what I always saw myself doing. Uh, and I worked in a couple of other companies as well. I worked in a tech startup as well. And, but kind of long story short, I just got to the point where I said, you know, is this what I want to be doing for the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. You know, I, also, you know, you're, you're kind of brought into a team for a certain reason. Like they like certain skills about you. They're like, wow, we think you can deliver this. You have this skill. You can do this. And this. But really, especially when you work for a big organization, like there's so much red tape. You're actually quite limited in, in what you can do. And I really felt that. I felt quite trapped. I felt confined. I felt like there was just so much more that I could be doing. I had so many more skills. I had so many more that I, so much more that I could offer and it wasn't been utilized in, in my work in that um, role. And I just, yeah, I just kind of fast forwarded and said, you know, can I see myself just doing this for the next five, 10 years, like in this office? And for me, the answer was no. I was just like, no, I, I don't know what I want to do, but it's not this. And I think that's really important to highlight because I think people often feel like they need to have it all figured out. You know, it's like if I, I I need to know what I'm doing, I need to know what I want to do. But first of all, you can actually start by thinking what it is that you don't want. So if you know you're even clear on what it is you don't want, then you can start to, to move forward. So for me, it was, you know, I had this role and I kind of just wanted to learn more. I was just very interested in, in learning. I wanted to I've always been interested in psychology and human behavior ever since I was young. I used to read a lot of books. And so I was like, right, let me just do a course just to kind of gain more knowledge in this area. So I did my research and there was like a a kind of teaser two free day, you know, course in London, see what life coaching is. I was like, oh, okay, I don't really know what this is. Let me go. Went to the coaching course for two days and I was like, wow, you know, I fell in love. I was like, this is something I really feel I could do. And I want to pursue it. And not only that, I feel like, wow, not only could I do this, but you can also, you know, start a business in this. And then really from there, I decided to take the course. And then I continued to work full time. And then I started to, whilst I was working full time, kind of grow um, the clients and, and training alongside that. Wow. So for you, was there like a catalyst moment then where like where you were like, okay, enough is enough. I have to start embarking on something different. When yeah, I mean, there was there was a bit of like politics at work. I just didn't really like, um, you know, just kind of drama at work, to be honest, like the politics that happens at work. And a part of me just felt like, from what I saw some of the time was that I feel like sometimes, it's not all, of course, depending on the culture you're in, but I think sometimes there needs to certain workplaces require you to to be an authentic like if you're your authentic self you're not going to be able to thrive um you know the certain games that you need to play the certain you know masks that you need to wear and I just felt like that wasn't me and I just felt like I couldn't do that I, I didn't want to be part of the games and so I just felt like 
yeah, from kind of experiencing a few things, I also had some of my own experiences where people didn't respond well to me, mainly because in in two of the companies I worked for, you know, I did work my way up quickly. So I was younger than the people who were, you know, at a higher position than I was or sorry, a lower position than I was. And it didn't sit well with people. And that was quite clear in some of the relationships. So I did go through some difficult times, you know, with them as well with that. So it's kind of a buildup of things. And I started whilst working, you know, starting to get clients on the side, started to do my training. And for me, it just kind of, it started to take up more time. And I actually started the business. So I started obviously then charging clients, starting getting an income, starting running events. And then it just got to a point for me where I said, you know what? I just want to give the six months. That's it. I just want to go all in. I had enough fire in me. I had enough. And even work at the time was requiring a lot of time, which I felt I couldn't give. I was like, I have the fire to start this. Work is taking up a lot of time. So I said, I'm going to give it six months. If it doesn't work out, then I'm just going to go back to my career. And that's it. So I guess that was the kind of catalyst. That was a pivotal moment for me. Wow. And you know what? I think like your story, it will resonate with so many people where when you're in an organization that is not good for your well-being and when, you know, like you said about that seniority where you were moving up ahead of people who are younger than you sometimes it's that power dynamic that is it's really uncomfortable isn't it very yeah very much so yeah so talk us through then so what kind of um coaching were you doing then when you started your business initially yeah so for me it was just I've always been very much about women empowerment you know since I was young I used to read a lot of books I used to just I, I, I volunteered at quite a lot of charities as well in London that helped support women of different backgrounds and so it's always just been a passion of mine to help women to bring out the best version of themselves be a much happier version of themselves and it also stems from my own story uh, in the sense that you know, there was a time where I wasn't very confident in myself, you know, my self-esteem was so much lower, I was very hard on myself, you know, I never saw myself really doing great things, I, I used to look at other people and say, wow, um, you know, look at them out there in the world, and, you know, inspiring others, um, making an impact, but I never thought that that could be me, but it was really from the mentors that I had at work, I was lucky enough to have two managers that really saw my potential and that helped me to tap into my potential. And so they really mentored me and helped me to build my confidence. You know, they pushed me out of my comfort zone. They believed in me. They got me to get uncomfortable. And so from doing that and building my confidence, I learned, wow, this is actually something that you can do. And when you start to build confidence in yourself, your life really does start to change. It starts to transform. So what I started to do then was I wanted to then help other women to be able to do that for themselves. So help them to see what, you know, their blocks are, you know, see, help them to see what their thought patterns are that are stopping them getting in the way. And so, yes, it was really stemming around confidence. So, because, because, you know, I really believe that, you know, you can be the hardest working person, you can be really intelligent, you can be really qualified, but if you don't have self-confidence, you're always going to get in your own way. You're always going to be holding yourself back. So it was really from learning that, that I was like, this is what I want to focus on is really empowering people to become more confident in themselves. And I hear you on the whole um, female empowerment. You know, you are a fantastic person to advocate for that online. And I see it through your content and just the person you are. You are, you're, you're naturally an advocate for women supporting women. Thank you. I think it's really important. Uh, I really, really, I really do. Uh, you know, especially when you see so much nowadays of like, there's just so much competition, you know, there can, we could easily have like, you know, jealousy towards other women, putting other women down, seeing them as, yeah, competition. But I think that really is having a scarcity mindset, you know, it, we should come from an abundant mindset that there's enough for all of us. And I think when you have women in your life that's supporting you, that want good for you, that are empowering you, oh my gosh, like it is just amazing. You need, I think every woman needs a tribe of women having, you know, your back. It changes everything. It really does change everything. Yeah. And like you said, that kind of that competition and that jealousy, there's no place for it now. You know, we, I feel like as a society, we are moving past that. Do you think that? 
I'd like to, uh, I, I think so, but there's also so much work to be done as well. Um, I think, you know, you know, from hearing so many stories that you, you, you know, hear from women is that unfortunately it's, it's men who you hear of will help women more with, you know, opportunities, for example, in the workplace or giving advice, giving guide, giving guidance, you know, I think not always. I think, you know, when you see a lot of the, the drama and, and bitchiness that, that happens in the workplace, it is amongst women. And I think really, again, it comes down to the competition. It's like seeing another woman as, you know, our competition. So, and I think it's very much a reflection of the relationship we have with ourselves. You know, if we are more loving and compassionate and kind towards ourselves, then this will be reflected with other women. So I think, yes, there is a movement happening, but I think it's also because people are becoming more self-aware um, and they're reflecting more, you know, on themselves. Yeah, that is so true. That once people feel confident within themselves and they, they understand their own self-worth, they don't feel threatened then by another woman. Absolutely, yeah. You know, you realize that, I mean, you want other women to succeed. You know, if you look at another woman who's succeeding, that just means, wow, if she's done it, then it's possible for me as well. And it's so important to, I think that you can, there's so easily like hate thrown at someone who's successful because of envy, because of jealousy. But it's so important to, to realize that that woman who's succeeding, she's had a whole load of like failures, challenges, you know, hardships behind her. No one gets to, can't get to where they are you know from nothing or just so easily even if it looks like that on the outside so I think it's more about we need to celebrate that we need to you know celebrate the fact that wow um this woman has done really well and she's obviously overcome so many obstacles and challenges and rather than coming from a place of envy come from a place of what can I learn from her you know rather than coming from a place of oh that will never be me or think well if she can do it why can't I do it you know yeah, exactly. And taking inspiration from it. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us, Alia, when you're you're in London and you've now gone full time into your business, what kind of um, challenges or obstacles were you seeing in the clients that you were coaching? So the clients that I was coaching, and it's still even the same now, is the women are they have great backgrounds, you know, educationally, they're either doing law or finance or, you know, in management, uh, medicine, you know, they're all mostly of their professionals, teachers. Um, and so on paper, they're very qualified, you know, they have all the skills, they have all the knowledge, education, but there's just so much, there's just a big lack of confidence within themselves. Like they just don't see what's on the outside. So they don't see what other people see basically. And, you know, there's a lot of like imposter syndrome, for example. So people get, you know, a great job, they get to a good position, but they don't feel like they're worthy of it. They don't feel like, okay, this is me. This is what I've worked hard for. You know, a lot of imposter syndrome. Um, and when you have imposter syndrome, you know, you're always, it's like you always have a chip on your shoulder. Like, should I actually be here? What if someone realizes that I'm not good enough? So that um, com comes up a lot. And that's, you know, more prevalent amongst high achievers as well. So um, imposter syndrome. And also, you know, the women, especially when I started working, um, when I started my coaching business, a lot of them were kind of a, a few years into their career. And so because they were a few years in, you know, they were amongst people who were way more experienced than them. But what they would end up doing was comparing themselves to those people as constant comparison of, yeah, they know more than me. They're more confident than I am. They're more experienced. They're more social than I am. Like all these things. So not realizing that where they are on their journey, that, okay, naturally, once you've been, you know, in the workplace for a few more years, you're going to feel more confident. So there's a lot of compar comparing themselves to other people. So these are some of the things that came up. The thing is with confidence, you know, confidence is very much about how you perceive your abilities to do something. So, you know, you've got a task, you've got a challenge at work, or you want to start a business, you want to go for this job. What is your belief about your ability to take on that? Do you think you can do it? So a confident person will be like, yeah, I can do it. I'm going to put myself out there. I think I'm, I think I'm good enough. I can do it. Whereas someone who lacks confidence will be like, no, 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 there's no way I could do that. I'm not going for that. You know, how can I put myself forward for that? And they could have the same qualifications, the same knowledge, the same years of experience, but the difference is what they perceive their ability to be. 
And the thing is with confidence is, you know, naturally it, it, it peaks and troughs, it dips at different times in our lives. You know, we can really build our confidence and become very confident in ourselves, in our role. But then let's say we've been promoted, for example, and now we're in a more senior position where we have more challenges, more responsibilities. We've got to get out there more. We've got to give more presentations. And naturally we're out of our comfort zone and we're feeling uncomfortable and then our confidence can dip. So it's very, very important to, to acknowledge that is that it's not like we're always going to feel confident all of the time. No, but when you learn how to build your confidence, it's like a transferable skill. So let's say you get to a place where you're now out of your comfort zone, you're out of your depth, you're uncomfortable. You now have the tools to be able to build your self-confidence up in that new position, in that new um, you know, position uh, in your career or in your life, whatever it is. Right. And that's so true that it is a transferable skill. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So can you talk us through then maybe um, what kind of tools or tips that you offer then to people that are struggling with confidence? I'm sure was it kind of something you learned from your own experience, your own journey of becoming more confident? Yeah, so everyone is different you know everyone is unique that for each person there's reasons as to why you know they're not feeling the most confident within themselves but a lot of it comes down to a few things and one of them really is mindset so what I do with my clients it would be very much and this is where the NLP comes in as well is looking at you know what are the stories that they're telling themselves so I had a, a woman come to me and uh, she's the owner of her of her own business here in Dubai. And she was like, you know, I've got a, a talk coming up uh, next week. Can we do a session together? Because I really I'm not feeling confident about this talk. I don't want to do it. Um, but then, you know, I spoke to her about what the talk was and it was at a women's business event. And it was such a great opportunity for her. So. I said, yes, absolutely. So we booked a session together where we did like spent a few hours really getting her to work on delivering a very confident presentation. But it wasn't just about the presentation. It was very much about the mindset. And we actually, you know, did some coaching for about an hour, hour and a half before we got into the presentation and really delved into like what's going on for her. What are the blocks that she has? And of course, a lot of it was, you know, um, imposter syndrome as I brought up before you know because she's worked her way up so quickly already in a few years and it was kind of like is this me what people think why is she there already how did she get to this position so we worked through those areas uh, another one is is judgment you know there was this big fear of judgment within herself um, of what people will say to her you know how she'll come across in the presentation but then what we worked through together was okay well actually why are you doing this presentation what would be your ideal outcome? And what came up, you know, from that was she actually wants to inspire people. She really wants to motivate people. And she believes that she has the ability to do that, you know, from her journey and the way she's worked her way up from the bottom to the top, she could be a huge inspiration to people. And so when we, when she started to have that realization and she shifted that, then everything started to change for her. You know, now it wasn't just about, oh my gosh, I'm going to stand up there and everyone's judging me. Now it was, wow, I get to stand on stage and inspire 200 women and get them to just change the way they see themselves and get them to think, you know what? I can do it. I actually can believe in myself. You know what? I'm going to be, I'm going to start being kinder to myself and nicer to myself and say yes to the things I want to do. So, and it was just incredible just to see that, you know, in that session alone. And what happens is by just shifting your mindset, then doors start to open. You know, usually you might close yourself off to opportunities and say, no, I'm not going for that talk. I don't want to do it. I don't want to put myself up forward for that opportunity. And then after you work on your mindset, you're like, actually, these doors have opened for me because I'm going to say yes to that opportunity. I will give that talk. I will go for start my side business, you know, so it's just really about tapping into one of the stories you're telling yourself. And, you know, you are the author, you are the one that tells yourself those stories. So you have the power to reframe them and, and reshift them. And so do you mind me asking, and please tell me if this is too personal a question, Alia, but was there a story you were telling yourself that you had to deconstruct as you were going through your journey? 
Um, oh, absolutely. Oh, and by the way, just to finish the story. Oh, yeah, on that. So she gave the, the, the talk. And by the way, it was incredible. So she was sending me, um, you know, photos and videos of the talk and all the Instagram messages that she received saying how inspiring she was, how much they loved the talk. It was just amazing. So, you know, this is just an example of, you know, when you learn to not be in your own head, um, it's not only about you, but you can also have a, a great impact on other people as well. So for me, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, one of them, especially starting my own business was um, the fact that I'm young. Uh, I look younger <laughs> and, you know, people probably thinking, well, how much experience does she have, you know, in the world? How much life experience does she have? Uh, how can she be one to coach? And I really, I really felt that a lot. You know, I used to kind of, I did have imposter syndrome. I will put my hands up and admit that because even for myself, you know, I, I worked my way up. I, I, I built a brand, um, you know, in the region, I started getting, you know, my dream clients and imposter syndrome really did kick in for me. I was like, how is this happening? Um, why, how do people, you know, trust me? Wow. What is it? You know, I, I still didn't kind of align myself with it, but then it's really, yeah, practicing what I preach. And that's the thing. I think it's important to be human about this. You know, I never say, Hey, I'm perfect. I have it all together, but it was me being able to identify you know, what I'm telling myself. And then I had to be my own cheerleader and be like, hey, Alia, like, that is not okay. <laughs> you have worked really hard to get to where you are now. You know, you give your heart and soul into what you do all the time. And it's not about years. It's not about age. You know, I know the impact that I have on my clients. And I think, you know, it, it's it's not even about, you know, I, I have a lot of, um, I have a lot of mom clients. And, you know, I, I'm invited to do a lot of talks for mum as well, for mums, and I'm not a mum. So it's like, that kind of creeped in a bit. I'm like, okay, I mean, I'm helping all these mums. But then I told myself, well, I don't need to be a mum to help these women tap into them. Like, these women want help with coming back to their own identity and loving themselves. So I don't need to be a mum to do that. So whatever it is, I think it's so important for us. And this is why self-awareness is important to constantly check in with ourselves and being like, is this story that I'm telling myself, is it true? Is it true? Yes or no. And how much is this actually serving me? You know, is it helping me to move forward or is it holding me back? So really from that, I think, and then it's giving yourself facts. So like I said, you know, I, I realized with the impact that I have on women, it doesn't matter how old I am. Um, you know, you can be good at something or have an impact no matter, you know, how many years experience you have or how, however old you, you are. So yeah, I constantly yeah have to coach myself throughout this process, and I think that that's what it's about. Exactly, and just like you said, it's about you being your own cheerleader and practicing what you preach, you know. And then of course that makes you more relatable because you understand the point of view of your clients a lot more. Absolutely, I mean, even things like I think we've spoken about this before, Ailish, where you know I never thought that I would be someone who even goes on video. Can you believe? <laughs> I, I used to see, you know, people on YouTube and I was like, wow, you know, so much confidence. Uh, I would never be someone who would post videos on social media. You know, I was very private, just had my close group of friends. That's it. And then, you know, my mentor at the time, my coach at the time was like, no, it's important for you to get yourself out there, to put yourself on video. I was like, no, no, no. What will people think of me? What will they say? You know, they're going to judge me. So I had to work through all of that as well. And then, of course, when I worked through that, I broke down all those beliefs and stories I was telling myself. I put myself out there. And now this is what's helped me to, to build the brand and the business that I have now. So you never know what's possible, right? You never know what's on the other side if you continue to have those blocks for yourself. You just kind of keep yourself stuck. Yeah, it's so such an important message you're sharing, Alia. Thank you so much. Honestly. Because you're living it, though, and you're not just talking about it. You are walking the walk, which I think a lot of people will appreciate about, about you. Yeah. And I want to say that, you know, even now, I mean, because I'm someone who constantly challenges myself. You know, I don't like to be stagnant. I, I get bored when I'm stagnant. <laughs> and whenever I get stagnant, I'm like, OK, what's the next challenge now? And I, I do question why I do this to myself as well. <laughs> but, you know, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always like, OK, what's the next challenge now? And so when I'm when I'm feeling that, when I'm experiencing that, I'm out of my comfort zone. So I'm also in that same place. So it's never like, oh, I'm just constantly 
you know, confident all the time. I think if I'm very confident all the time, then that's when I've reached a plateau. So it's by then going to the next level, I feel uncomfortable. And then by working through and navigating that, my confidence builds even more. So yeah, absolutely. Even now there are times where I'm like, you know, I get scared, I get nervous. It's completely normal. I think we shouldn't make that the enemy. We shouldn't make that like, this is something wrong. It's completely normal. And it's about becoming friends with it almost and being like, okay, I see you fear. I see you nerves. Let's work together. Let's move forward. You know, I can do this. Yeah. And there is such power in acknowledging the fear because that's all it wants to be is acknowledged and to be seen. And then you say, no, it's okay. I can take it over from here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what about you, Ailish? I mean, I'm putting you on the spot now. I mean, I can imagine it's the same for you. And I, I love following your journey as well. And you're really into like personal development and you have so many great habits in place and you've really worked on your mindset. Do you find this as well with your own confidence? Oh, of course. Like, God, I remember the first time I launched this uh, Nova Coach, like, I remember thinking, I was like, oh my God, people are definitely going to be thinking, what's this one doing here? But I remember I, the imposter syndrome was there, but I remember the, the burning desire to do it was louder. Mm. And that's what kind of made me keep going with it. And like, of course, there are still moments where I do have the imposter syndrome or I lack confidence. But like you said, I understand that it's necessary to step out of my comfort zone and then to continue to grow in confidence by continually doing something that scares me. And knowing that, you know, you're always going to have people that may look on and judge, but at the same time, you're always going to have people that look on and are inspired. So you kind of have to take the the two together because you're never going to have people, let's say a, a room of Uh, 20 people and all 20 people adore you and they're all your biggest cheerleaders like that is virtually impossible you probably have some people that really like you you have diehard fans that really want to you know work with you or clients that support you and they want to be part of your business but then you might have some people that just say oh yeah she's doing her coaching and that's it and they move on so I think understanding that part of like the judgment and that um you, you might you might even have someone who is judging you right now but secretly wants to be doing what you're doing you just never know how you're inspiring people a lot of the time it is those people <laughs> that are judging you because they want to be doing what you're doing yeah. so yeah and and you know maybe they don't like you but you're still inspiring them because if they're watching you then they're still learning from you uh, and like you said you know you don't need everyone you don't, you don't need everyone to like you I mean mm-hmm. I think if you're doing what you're doing to be liked. And I think that's when you need to kind of question yourself and and just have that conversation with yourself and say, wait, am I doing this to be liked or am I doing this to have an impact? And that's something that I had to say to myself where let's say back in the day where I posted a video and I wasn't getting as many likes as I wanted. And I'm like, oh my God, it's not a good video. And then I had to just check in with myself and be like, hey, Alia, you know, are you doing this for the likes or are you doing this to, to make an impact. And then I have to say to myself, look, if I'm, if this video positively impacts one person, then I've done a great job. You know, then I've, I've done good. So it's kind of taking away that, you know, vanity metric. And I want to tap onto something else you said about the burning desire, because mm. that's so important. So you said your burning desire was greater than, you know, your kind of fear of judgment or, and I think that's what it's about really. Uh, I think that's the thing that keeps you pushing through. And for me, when I started this business and I I just had a vision for myself, I just one day was like, well, not even one day, it was like accumulation. And I was like, this is something I really want to do. And in my head, I saw myself expanding what I do and continuing to work and grow the business and, and empower so many people, so many women, so many individuals in the world. And for me, it was it was never a question of if it happens. It was just a question of when. And I think having that certainty, and this is where confidence comes in, having that certainty is so important. It's going to keep pushing you. Because if you kind of go half in saying, "Mm, I'm going to see if this works out. Yeah, okay, let's see how it goes. You've got one foot in, one foot out. If you, as soon as you get a knockback or a hurdle, you'll probably say to yourself, yeah, see, it wasn't for me. You know, this isn't for me. But when you've got that certainty, you know, you get knocked back and you say, hey, this is a part of it. You pick yourself up. You get knocked down again. You pick yourself up. 
And so it's just really, really important to be so focused on the vision, on the goal that you're just like, hey, even if this takes longer than expected, I will get there. You know, I'm on my way. This is something I just have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true, though. It is. Oh, I, I just love talking about this with you because you're just it's like we're bouncing off each other. You know, we, we totally understand the the different perspectives that, that deal with the the topic of confidence, you know, and going for what you want. I think it's it really is the most important skill. I, I really can't emphasize enough just how important confidence is, um, because, you know, I see it so much as well is that people think they've just got to work really hard. Of course, you've got to work hard. But, you know, especially in the office, I just going to put more hours in than everyone else. Uh, I'm going to put my head down. But then what ends up happening is that the people who are more confident, they end up sharing the ideas that you had I see this all the time or they even take your ideas this happens as well put them forward as their own or they got for that opportunity they go and present in that meeting and you're left behind so that's the difference like life can be so much easier you can shortcut your way as well to working your way up by having self-belief you know you make your life so much harder for yourself when you don't have that so confidence is a skill so it is absolutely something you can learn you know if anyone's listening now and thinking ah but I'm not confident and absolutely is something that you can learn and, and it grows over time absolutely and I think just what you touched on there is so important that confidence is a skill and it's it's not the be all and end all if you are lacking confidence right now believe in yourself that you can actually start working on it and fine-tuning it you know yeah Absolutely. It's like a muscle. You've got to keep building it. Yeah. You don't go to the gym once and squat and say, whoop, <laughs> booty. You know, you just got to keep going, maintaining it, growing it um, over time. But it's so worth it. I think life is just so much better when you have confidence in yourself. Uh, you know, doors open for you. You walk differently. You glow differently. People see you differently. It's, yeah, it's pretty good. So Alia, if you could tell us, let's say your your top tips for someone who's listening right now and they want to know, okay, where do I start if they recognize this in them, but they know that they have that burning desire to become more confident? Yeah. So first of all, I'd say, why? Why do you want to be more confident? You know, and you can do that, first of all, by identifying, you know, your lack of confidence right now. And I'll just give some examples of things you might be doing because some people might not know what they're doing. So right now you could be having a lot of like negative self-talk. You know, your inner critic could be quite high. You're putting yourself down a lot. There's a lot of self-judgment. Maybe you're overthinking everything to the point of not taking any action. Uh, Maybe you're obsessed with being, you know, perfectionist. So you don't get anything done. Everything needs to be perfect. So these are some of the things, um, not being able to express yourself, you know, holding yourself back from speaking up. So first of all, it's important for you to identify what are some of the things that you're doing? And, you know, what are some of the things that you're saying to yourself? Kind of delve into that a bit more. What are the stories that I'm telling myself? Maybe you're telling yourself, I'm just not good enough. Or everyone is better than me. Or I could never go for that role. So just start to identify the stories that you're telling yourself. And then start to delve a bit deeper and, and say, well, what, is, what impact is this having on me? Like, how is this making me feel? And how is this causing me to behave? Because it's important to actually get into the pain and understand like how this is actually affecting you for you to then feel you know, strongly enough to want to change. Because we can easily say, yeah, I want to change. This isn't good. I want to be more confident. But first, you need to identify why. So first, it's like a coaching exercise, like really get into how this is um, affecting you. And, you know, fast forward, if you're to continue, what will you miss out on? Maybe you're going to keep missing out on promotions. Maybe that dream that you have of starting a side business, it will never happen because you're always too scared to take action. So start to identify. That's the first thing. Um, Then the second thing is, Yeah, really, it's so important for you to start being your own cheerleader. So whatever the thoughts that you have currently right now, challenge them. And one thing you can do is actually look in the mirror. And I know this is uncomfortable because like, oh, this is weird. But you should actually look in the mirror 
and say things to yourself that are very empowering and very positive for yourself. Like, you know what? I can do this. You know, I have got this. I'm, I'm bold. Like if she can do it, if he can do it, I can do it as well. So really start to look into the mirror, look into your eyes, have that certainty and start to speak to yourself in a very empowering and motivating way. Uh, that's another thing when it comes to, you know, building your confidence. Another thing I think really it's about feeling the fear and doing it anyway. So if there's something you want to do and you're putting it off because you're like, ah, I'm not confident. I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait till I feel more confident. I'm sorry to break it to you. Uh, sorry to share this news, but there's never going to be a time where you just magically feel more confident. You just have to do it. So there's something that you're sitting on right now. Like, oh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. The longer you wait to do something, the more likely it is that you won't actually end up taking action. So just do it, get uncomfortable and confidence actually grows from getting uncomfortable. So once you've conquered the fear and you've gotten uncomfortable, gotten out of your comfort zone, that's when you build more your confidence. It's not the other way around. Okay, those are amazing tips, Alia. Thank you so much. And like you said about um, feeling the fear and doing it anyway, you know, and how the, the confidence expands as you grow and you make that, I suppose, that um, capacity for holding fear maybe or the capacity to go outside of the fear you know it does it does work you know wow what what works what's worked for you Ailish in terms of building your confidence everything you said though like affirmations in the mirror like those are really powerful in the morning but also I think reflecting on what you have succeeded at in the past sometimes helps like taking because that's sometimes okay we all know fear is false evidence appearing real so then doing an exercise of sitting down and saying, okay, what evidence do I have of actually conquering fears so far? And then once you start writing, you won't be able to stop because you'll notice that there's so many different pieces of evidence that you can actually use to prove to yourself that, no, I was scared before I made that decision or I took that job or I was scared before I said to someone, you know, I love you or I was scared before I moved countries, but I did those things. So when you start to gather those evidence from what you've already done so far to bring you to the point you're at right now in this current moment, use that, utilize that to instill that self-belief that, okay, it's got me this far, nothing's stopping me, you know, no one's saying you can't continue. So I think that can sometimes help as well. Absolutely. And I think the beauty of that is realizing that it's within you. Yeah. You know, we so often try to look externally, but actually you have the tools, you have the resources, you have the strengths, the skills, the knowledge. You've just got to give yourself that time to, to dig it out, basically. Give that time for you to, to look inwards and, and bring it all out. Yeah. Oh, so true. Thank you, Alia. So with that said, would you like us to go into our quick fire round of questions? Yeah, let's do it. All right. OK. OK, Alia. What is the first thing you notice about a person? The first thing I notice, I think it would be their, their energy. I think the energy of a person. And I, I'd say probably like how warm and approachable someone seems. Okay, nice. Yeah, very true. What habits um, improve your life? So I'm really obsessed and fixed on my morning routine. as something I can't live without. Um, and so to give an overview, so I basically, yeah, start, wake up in the morning, have a big glass of water, do my stretches. Um, then I, what do I do? Yeah, then I do like a 10 minute meditation because that helps me to just feel really calm and grounded. Uh, I practice gratitude after that, say thank you for everything. Uh, and then I do a workout in the morning. Uh, so these things that fail are just like everything to me. So yeah, and yeah, visualizing my day as well. That's another thing. So these habits are kind of quite solid for my morning that I love. Yeah, it sounds like you've got your morning cracks, unreal. <laughs> so important. I think how you start the day has a huge impact on the rest of the day. So you need to have a great morning routine. Yeah, definitely, definitely. For you, what's on your bucket list? What's on my bucket list is number one, skydiving. Oh, I think you've been in three weeks. Are you? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Are you doing it here in Dubai? Yeah, the 23rd of April. You, you know, I can actually see skydivers from my window. 
I can actually see them. So you have to let me know when you're doing it. <laughs> and I'm going to oh, wave it. If you want to come with me and my friend, you're welcome to join. Oh, the 20, uh, can you book it? This I thought you need to book like a few months in advance. Well, or... We literally booked a week ago and they give me a code where like if you, let's say you book later, you just put in the code of like me and Julie's like group name and you can join us. Do it with us. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm, I'm saying this on the podcast now. There's no getting <laughs> No pressure. Wow. Okay. Let me think. Okay. That's only a few weeks away. Yeah. What? You've done it already, haven't you? No, no, no. I haven't. I've done the bungee jump and I've done the zip line, but I've not done the skydive. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. I saw your videos of the zip line. That looked incredible. Okay. I think let's have a chat about the skydive. Okay. Listeners, we'll keep you posted. <laughs> And other two that come to my head are I really would like to go on Hajj, which is the Islamic pilgrimage. I'd love to do that in my life. Just be amazing to do. And then also write a book. Uh, yeah, is on my to do. I think everyone else kind of had the idea before me. Everyone was like, you should write a book. And I'm like, really? No. And then I don't know. I think people have said it so much. That I think it's something I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd have a, a great book in you. Definitely. I think you would as well, by the way. Oh, I don't know. I think I'd have to like, I think I'd have to be in my old age before I release it. So I think I'd want to be like, I'd want to be as honest as possible, which I'd have to probably like in the forward, apologize to my mom and dad for, for my antics as a young girl. I think you have some great stories to share. I would definitely be reading your book. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Alia, what are you most grateful for in life? So gratitude is, is something that I, I do every single morning uh, without fail. I think it enables you to start the day off feeling, you know, really abundant, just really calm and joyful. So literally everything. I mean, you know, I always start off by saying thank you for a new day. Uh, so thank you for a new day of life. You know, thank you for my family. Thank you, for my friends, my health. And then I go through my body parts as well. You know, like my legs to be able to walk my arms, my sight, my vision, hearing, all of that, um, you know, being able to be grateful to have a bed, you know, things we take for granted, having a roof over our heads, uh, food, and kind of work my way down. So yeah, everything really, just everything. Yeah, I love that. That's a nice practice as well you have in the morning. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think anyone listening, it's just the best way to start your day. It's just, uh, and then it just makes us realize because we can so easily just like complain about problems you know very first world problems mm -hmm. but I think doing this just really puts things into perspective and makes us realize like how lucky we really are mm -hmm. so true so true what content have you consumed that's influenced a positive change in your life you probably had this one a lot um but no, for me the book that really changed my life was the secrets a few years ago this is the the pivotal point where I just decided right um, I'm going to, well, like this changed everything for me. Um, you really can create a positive or different reality in your life from the way that you think. So it's inspired me so much to do everything, you know, that I've done the past few years. Um, the book Start With Why, Simon Sinek, one of my favorite books, also just made me really get clear on my passion, my why in life. And it's something, you know, my, my clients are sick of me always saying to them, why, why? You know, it's something I ask them all the time because it's, very important to know your purpose and the reason why you do things. And then lastly, I'd say my mentors at work, if it wasn't for them, you know, I wouldn't have had the self-belief and put myself out there the way I have done. So definitely the people I've surrounded myself with. Amazing. Yeah. It's so important. And that book is fantastic. The secret. It's very, very good. Yeah. And you can even watch it on Netflix as well, if you haven't read the book, but either, yeah, watch it on Netflix or read the book. Um, and also The Power as well by Ron Byron. That's another really great one. Have you read The Power? I haven't read it, but I know of it, yeah. I definitely recommend reading The Power. That's another really great one. Thank you for that. Okay. And Alia, to end, what is your favourite song? I find this song, I find this song, I find this question really hard um, because I just love so many different types of music. I think the one that comes to my mind and the only reason why I say the song is this, I keep saying song, but yeah, the only reason why I say the song is because I'm just amazed at how one song can continue to give you goosebumps after, you know, however many years. And it's a song, um, you know, Adele, someone like you. Oh, yeah. I just love it. And I just love that after even like 10 years, the song can still give me chills. Mm -hmm. So I think for that reason, I'm going to say, you know, Adele. Yeah. 
Wow, and she's a fantastic artist. Oh my God, like her music is timeless, isn't it? Yes, yeah, just incredible. Really, really amazing. Oh, okay. So Alia, firstly, thank you so, so much for joining us. If you would like, let us know if there's anything coming up that you'd like to share with the listeners or what's next for you. Sure. Um, I would definitely say do tune into my podcast. Uh, it's called the Women Who Flourish podcast. I also have an episode on there called uh, Four Steps to Building Your Self-Confidence. So I go into depth there about how to build your confidence. Uh, you can find it on all the different platforms. Um, and yeah, just keep a, a, an eye out on my Instagram, coach underscore Alia. Uh, I run events uh, across Dubai and Abu Dhabi. I'm going to have my next one in May. Uh, and that's going to be focusing on how to develop your self-awareness. So, you know, watch this space and, you know, keep up to date on, on my events there. And, and feel free to say hi as well. I'm always open to having a conversation with people who follow me and have a chat with them. So feel free to drop, ask me any questions there. Oh, OK. Well, listen, Alia, thank you so, so much. I'll add the links to all those things you mentioned into the bio box to make it easier for people to have a look at. And yeah, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you so, so much for you know, spending your time here and sharing all your valuable tips and your journey, of course, as well. And yeah, I, I can't wait to chat with you again. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me on and thank you everyone as well for listening. Oh, thank you, Alia. All right, that's the end of today's episode. Please let me know what you think by giving me a five-star review, giving me a comment on Apple Podcasts, or if you want, take a screenshot of the podcast episode, share it to your Instagram stories and tag me. Let me know. Remember, if your page is private, send me a quick DM with your feedback and I'll share it to my profile page. Thank you again for spending your precious time listening to my podcast. I really appreciate it. I'm wishing you a fantastic day ahead and thank you again. Bye.